0: <laughs> and welcome to the uh, to the after show. Let's go. We in here. Let's go. Let's talk so about it. that have been given again. Well, okay. let me let me let me say this, man. You know, there was a line I could have said about a lot of things, I'm sure Jumble could too. But yeah. based on uh, corporate restrictions and me thinking about contractual obligations and things of that nature, I thought we did a great job. definitely definitely. it flows well it it flows well time with you know because this conversation that we're having right now is going to be part of the after show i'm just letting y'all know ahead of time oh Uh, yeah and listen i'm about to get with it we really just you know talk and you know just just you know we critique ourselves here we, uh, you know, yeah. we, we we just, you know, this is the, the, the personal conversation that we're going to give people the insight into. The raw. the raw. Okay. And, well, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. This well, is well, the more I, raw I'll, version of what we're talking so, about. Go ahead, Dr. Lover. All right. I can, is, I can this do shit off right now. now Go ahead, I'm AJ. They're trying to be, you know, I want to make sure that folks walk away with crystallized sort of, this is what <laughs> I needed to do, too. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, filming, excuse me, not filming, but understanding and framing what is, is what I meant. To say, how I need to think is, is part of it. But man, I want I want us as Black folks to start really strategizing and thinking about what we want to do. I want us to get out of this space of oh well, if I want my if I want to be successful, then my alliances are going to be almost solely with white folks because they're going they got the best. And the black version of all the same things is not as good just because it's black. And so, uh, you know, I want you to, if to the extent that you can think about what you want to do and accomplish, man, there's a lot of black folks that are on the same page as you who can bring so much to the table, but we never even look for, yeah, we never even look for one another, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, it was a blessing to me when Destrian was like, hey you know you're looking for somebody to 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 give you a a web image that's worth something man i know my boy and he didn't just come out with oh okay that's just my boy he came out with that but then he said he gave me examples of who you have been successful with correct? type of success they have had and here goes another important part and this is how much it's probably gonna cost for you to do it because a lot of folks get to talking about how they want this and that and how they want to work with you and such, and then they want it for free. <laughs> no, man, the, that ain't – Well, that ain't well Dr. <laughs> Doctor Levin. let me jump in. That, that's not normal business, but that's what we do to each other. We cannibalize yeah. each other because yeah. your skill sure. set is somehow less valuable than what I would have paid for it otherwise. I, I've watched this happen. I, I go to a I go to a very nice barbershop. A um AJ's been there before. I go to a very nice barbershop. Outside of the barbershop, there are food carts sometimes set up. I watch a Jewish gentleman set his uh card up. I watch African American gentleman set his cart up. If you go outside and talk to them, they'll tell you we sell the same hot dogs. Mm-hmm. The same. The Jewish gentleman is all culture, yes. Now the African American gentleman is all culture because he 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 actually has a tilt towards a certain religious belief, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone doesn't know that. When he comes up, he has to explain that. Hey, you know, I'm all culture. I'm the same as my brother, and he says, "My brother, let's keep that in mind. I'm the same as my brother next door. I'm not selling you against my brother, but you buy from what you want. It's up to you. We're, we we sell some of the same things, but not all of the same things." So they are diverse in what they sell, but I hear from him often that it's us that walk up to him, and we want to give him three fifty for the high dollar, but we'll give the other brother five fifty. me and with discount I, I and I and each brother. The, the, the good point of like how capitalism breeds competition. But then, you know, it's supposed in in essence, in the in the purest essence of capitalism, it's supposed to be, you know, this beautiful dance mm-hmm. uh, fantasy world of capital mm-hmm. competition, where it's like everybody. The laissez-faire. Is, right, exactly. But in all actuality, it breeds it breeds greed to where it's like I have to do more. Yeah. Correct. Somebody can get somebody can reach a certain level and reach content, and somebody can be like, this ain't enough. And even even if all of their all of their needs are. Taken care of, they still feel the need to do more, just in the sense of because Correct. they want to take someone else out because they just don't want competition, and that breeds well, well, you know, even more. Things, content. You know, insecurity could be one of them. It's like I don't want right. no competition because I don't believe in myself enough. Because guess what? Like I said, your enemy is your enemy. I got that from church. You know, I just want to preach a little bit. And, and listen, AJ, I'm going <laughs> to tell you, AJ, I'm going to tell you this. Because I know a can speak to this. So I'm going to tell you, I'll be brief when I say this. And because when the after show I'm going to be fully transparent. I may even use a slight bit of profanity. Go ahead. Fuck it. The damn, the damn problem lies in the insecurities of self. Because the crab in the barrel mentality says that, well, he can't possibly be making 550 50 a hot dog. But it's okay for the person next to him to sell the same hot dog and make more. But I will buy it from you. And here 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 is the thing. I will buy it from you to prove to you that I can afford it. But to the other person who looks just like me, I'm not paying you that. I need you to give Mm. me, and I'm using air quotes, the hookup or the discount. Mm. Mm. Any of my my friends that provide a service know one thing. Mm. I don't accept discounts for them. If they give me a discount, Mm. it's aftermarket. It's, oh, I sent the extra shirt. I sent the extra whatever. I pay your retail price. Mm. The reason why I pay your price is because your value is being set. You could have to go to the bank next year and say, I sold X units at X cost, therefore the valuation of my business is X, and I want a business loan for this. If I am not contributing to that, and in Dr. Loving's terms, people are more important than things. I'm not investing in your shirt. I'm investing in you. And a lot of people don't understand that. You are going to far exceed that shirt. Example being, you have travel gear. You have a travel agency. You book the alumni cruise for Tuskegee. You do all these things. So if I'm going to nickel and dime you for a shirt, a shirt, I want it at $17 versus $19. So you bring up the Who point. What? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go there. Let's go there. You bring up the point. And we all know recent happenings of all of the major brands, Gucci Come Prada, on. Balenciaga, all of these. All the, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just calling out names of big brands. I don't care if they did of something that, They probably going to do it, did it, or we forgot about it. Already. already did it. Let's bring up the point to where it's just like that. And, you know, not to discredit people, and I'm not going to say names, but as soon as it happened, a lot of, you know influencers were like, oh, well, we're going to stop. We're going to not do it. Let's support black people now. Because, oh, come on. you know, you know, perfect example, our good, you know, a, a DJ, you know, we got- T.I. Uh, Amir AmirJames.com. Amir, Amir, Amir James. That's Check right. Out. Because, you know, they've been an MMbb affiliate for years because we, you know, Correct. Last, you know, they've been a part, they've been an affiliate, you know, an affiliate brand for years. And- we know what happened, you know. As soon as the, as soon as the Gucci and the Prada and Montclair and all that went down, then you know everybody want to be like, oh, let's support Amir James. But they've been around for literally years now, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people that know them, not even people that have heard of them. People that know them don't necessarily want to shop with them just because the price is premium or luxury in what we consider. You know what? But, wait, 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 but we will take and do our all to go yes. to the Gucci store, the Prada store, yes. pay $300, 400 for a damn t-shirt so that we can go yes. to these places and these spaces just to show and off that we can afford this. And that we go can to the afford, store, it. like you said, we go can go to the store and show them that we can afford it. But you know me. Yes. I got a good brother, Jay Bernard. Shout out to him. because he's got Come all on, man. You like. Yeah. Right there from, from St. From, from Keegan. So I can give him 100 to $200 a pair. Because I got a pair of shoes right now that I know for a fact that my pair of shoes are one of only maybe 100 pairs in the damn world. In but the Gucci world. are putting them shoes out by the thousands, and y'all spending $500 to $600 for them, and you ain't never met nobody named Gucci in your life? Kiss my in your ass, life. man. Kissing well, I'm glad you're being wrong. Hold on. I walked into Gucci store one time in my life, and I saw the cheapest thing was on clearance right it was a, pot of, a pair of goddamn briefs for $300 on clearance. <laughs> and I said, from that you I right back out of there. All of these luxury brands can kiss my ass. But I guarantee you if one of, my, your friends, own. one of my true friends, one of my good brothers, comes out with a $300 pair of draw, I'll give it if I got it. I'm a bomber. And that's the thing. What it's gonna do for me and for everybody else involved. For him, and him or her, and that's 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 the thing, right? So specifically about Amir James, right? So Amir's not on the call, but I intimately know him. Like that's my brother too. And you know, shout out to Ti because Ti did something that was super dope, and he put him, he gave him a platform. He used his platform to enhance Amir James's platform. They've been dope for forever, you know? They just just have been, right? But what ends up happening in the culture that we live in, again, going back to a jumble, people over things, the social media is things over people, you know, because we've gotten outside of the face-to-face interaction. If T.I. says buy it, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. I watched my friend, this 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 man is my friend, this brand is my friend. I watched oh. him overnight go from a strong following to what I would call a significant following. I watched him sell out overnight and not sell out in the terms that most folks would think <laughs> I'm saying. He sold out in merchandise. You know what he did? He's built different. He sent a message to his power circle and said, fellas, I'm going to sell out overnight, and I'm going to re-up. He didn't say give me any money. He didn't say anything. But he knows as long as he keeps us abreast, he never has to go to the bank. We are his bank. He has eight to ten people you can tap into why go to the bank and pay rates when i'm right here living a great life I'm um, earning a decent income and so are your eight income, best friends investment venture capital with your friends with your friends finance your friends people over things mm. see i am concerned more with his success than the return on investment as it relates to him no now there are other projects but he's a part of my power circle. You see, it's not a strategic partnership. So mm-hmm. if I was in a strategic partnership with him, I would have sent that paperwork out. And mm-hmm. I would have said, hey, it's 5% Yielding over the trust. next seven years. Yielding to trust. Yielding exactly. To trust. And I give him credit for trusting the brothers that's come up with him. And when I say brothers, I'm not talking about skin color. I'm talking about the people that have supported him. I can wholeheartedly tell you that there are people that started with that brand that are not with it right now, Mm -hmm. but they're fully invested in seeing they succeed Mm -hmm. because he doesn't treat people in a shitty way because he's a good person. He employs the strategies that we talked about. It's people over the things, right? So because he's doing that, he has a social network that, in order for him to get T.I.'s attention, they had to flood him. You understand that? It wasn't him saying, hey, T.I., repost me. It was a network of people, retagging, hashtagging, or whatever, at Trouble Man 31. When he saw that outpouring, he decided he'd be on board. Similar and, to and the I, relationship... And, Go ahead, brother. No, I was going to say, I think it's important that we give people room to grow, right? Yeah. Like, the, you know, the fact is, a lot of us grew up and Starface was a movie you saw. Mm-hmm. You wanted things, man. And the things that you want are the expensive things that are out there that have the fancy foreign names, right? And that seems like that's what's going to give you some real fulfillment. And then even in the Scarface, the movie itself, if you're paying attention, you recognize that Tony Montana himself was not fulfilled with those things. And he got so subverted in his thinking that he killed his closest partner and only down his homie, Manny, Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I should have seen it. Man, alert. look, if you ain't that's seen it by now, <laughs> you but, don't know <laughs> it by now. But he got so subverted in his thinking that everybody that was important to him was dead before he was dying in a mountain of cocaine. Because he didn't, a a he, he didn't yield a trust. He didn't yield a trust. Yeah. If, that, if that's no lesson to you about the you know (laughs) that that people over things that came from my presbyterian minister stepfather and it is a an expression of jesus's love to us that he Mm. tried to give to the um give to the religious men of that time in terms of the pharisees who were trying to put the law above love in the people really that's really and so he you my, my stepfather, Reverend Dr. Eddie L. Nodge Jr., used that to diffuse situations in our household and to talk to us about how we needed to relate with and to one another as siblings and family members and to the general world. But it is something that is so expansive, and it is literally, I think, my definition of how I hold my, my world together and how I relate to everyone. And, there, and so the reason that I say we need to give people room it's because there's so many influences that push you to say, "All right, well, now I can afford Gucci, so I, why would I why would I deal with this other brand, right?" But you haven't thought it through. You're thinking of it from just, "Oh, what I can get right now in terms of this material to put on my body," not in terms of how I can impact people who look like me and who I love. And might be trying to do that next big thing, and would also support me. And Ti, I don't know when he had that awakening, because you know he he went through his whole thing. If you look at his first <laughs> album, you know he he did he did what most rappers do. You know he was man. That guy, I will say this for him, man. Yeah, I went to I went to Morehouse undergrad, and so I was in Atlanta. And so you're I'm not gonna familiar. you're not gonna keep talking about Morehouse <laughs> without us talking oh, about Tuskegee. Oh, I, That's we, not gonna oh, happen. We gonna listen. We going we gonna oh, embrace oh, 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 that HBCU love over here I, I, I'm all saying. day long. There's, there's more room there's room enough for all of it. But my my deal is <laughs> I read, I remember that tension between Morehouse and what folks be, would be calling me Atlanta locals, right? And so mm-hmm. people, oh, well, they not vote. Well, they don't understand this and that and all the rest of this stuff. I and mean, then you have Morehouse individuals looking down in some cases on the individuals of the community, and you have individuals in the community talking about these bougie, soft milk punk Morehouse. Uh huh. You know, so you had all of this. dichotomy, economy, when in actuality, have we been thinking from the beginning? We could have been working together to improve community conditions for everybody when that changed. Because when that changed, we were, we were dead you know right that it up up. the whole time. You that know? brings up the good point of being able to have conversation with each other, because if you come in yeah. with judgment, then you automatically pre, turn pre, yourself predisposed on and to Predispose. And that's motivation. why we got to give each other that space. That's why we've well, we got have have to give everybody that space. Because everybody, everybody has to understand that everybody is a unique individual, and nobody is the same. As much as we can have in common, we have way more different about us right and you know we have to all black white and you know anything we have to all give each other that space to be able to understand that we're coming from different levels because nobody's on the exact same level as you because you can i can meet somebody that is doing the same exact thing in life that i'm doing right now but they're different from me based on social standards so guess what They have a different experience, and we have to all understand that we're coming from different points of views and different experiences and different backgrounds and all that things. We have to give each other that space, like you said, to grow and to understand. So, But what what happens with a lot of us, and not just black people included, is that we have this discourse because we are judging each other from the onset. We did not give each other that space to grow. We did not give each other that space to accept. Because the other thing is, like, if you if you can walk into a space and both of you all can say, "I accept you," the key, the one phrase that I like, right. to have, DJ, I said it to you the other night was "Namaste," and people got to understand what it, what it truly means. It says the peace in me recognizes the peace in you, and you can apply that to everything. Right. What right. I have recognizes what you have, and vice versa. We are meeting each other in this safe space to to to, to, to progress. To 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 grow, to do whatever we got to do when we coming into it. But if one of us doesn't do that, then the whole equation is fucked up, and it's it's out the window, and it doesn't do any of us justice. All it does is hinder. But as soon as we can do that, no matter who it is, then you then you got the power to progress. But that's you know so, it brings up it brings up that good point of like, look, we got to not we got to not judge. We have to understand. We have to accept that we're all. Different and unique. Otherwise, we'd be—I don't even know—because even animals are different. We'd be some, you know, singular, singular, single-cell organism that is exactly the same, exact copy. Don't like—we all got fingerprints. Every fingerprint is different, just like every snowflake. So we got to understand that kind of stuff. Otherwise, we'd oh, be something man. that's, you know, something of of, of yep. nature that is just a copy of, you know, the exact same. You you could kill a million of us and it wouldn't make a difference because we wouldn't know. But humans do it well, and done it. And you know we see the effects of it. Well, Arthur, the the thing that you're hitting on is something that you talked about, or you posted about on social media, and it's crazy that it comes up here. Engaging in the human experience, right? Yeah. So just for background, just for background, real quick. Just, just for background, I'll, I'll tell the story yeah. real quick. The other night, I went I went to a bar, and I was waiting on one of my friends come to the bar because we were supposed to meet up after he got off work. Long story short, he didn't show it, but so I sat there, and there was a, a older white gentleman that sat next to me. Now, for background, I'm you know a thirty a thirty one year old black man from Alabama, from Tuskegee, Alabama, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> and uh, and this was an older this was an older white gentleman who was at least you know you know sixty plus because he said he kept saying he was double my age, and he was born and raised in Long Island, New York. That's where I'm currently living. And we sat and talked for two to three hours on random things, just life and and, and sport. We talked about sports and just just in general, but we never once talked about politics. We never once argued about something. We never once disagreed about anything, and we talked for two to three hours. I don't even talk to some of my friends for two to three hours, but I talked to this random stranger who I didn't even know his last name for two to three hours, and we had a good time. We had a laugh, and and one of the most intriguing parts about the conversation is at one point he said, I never knew that you taught me something. This man is 60 plus years old. I'm half his age. And he told me that I taught him something that he was going to tell his son. I believe it. Now, if I, come into this, if I come into this with judgment and I say, oh, this is an old white man, you know, because okay. I'm from Alabama. Let's be real about it. I'm from, I'm, yep. from, I'm from South Central Alabama. I'm from Tuskegee. I know what racism is. I'm a young black man. I know what it is. So I could easily come into that same situation with with, with judgment on my heart and my mind and say, this man got to be a racist because he's an old white man. But I didn't, and he could have done vice versa and said the same thing about me. Oh, this is some thug black dude. But we didn't, and we both came in with acceptance, non-judgment, into a safe space, and we had a beautiful conversation that lasted for hours, and we walked away from it better people. Right. the background of it. Go ahead. So, so, that's the goal, right? how many people leave home with that goal? because we're carrying so much shit yeah. from the day to day from the upbringing from the you know conversation that you just had with your girlfriend who got looked over for the promotion or your homeboy who felt slighted because he was the only you know minority in the room, those things resonate with us at a high level because. We are operating on that frequency. And while it may not be optimal for other folks, it's the reality for us, right? And so when you walk into a room, it's just like it's just like your marriage. You wake up every day. You choose to make that day better, or you choose to make it a successful day. When I wake up in the morning, I have a choice. I get to choose what I do, what to focus my energy on. I don't give a damn if it's storming outside. I don't give a damn if it's snowing. And I really don't like the snow. I don't care what the temperature is. My attitude is determined by what I decide to do. And what you are talking about is the approach. You're in control of your attitude and what you decide to do, not based on your upbringing, um, not based on your background, tradition, or what have you. You're willing to allow this gentleman to be who he is. And he was willing to allow you to be who you were, and Hmm. you judge each other accordingly on that. Meet me at the space that I'm in. Exactly. We can always break bread together. That's it. So ultimately, what happens in a situation like that, it's a growing experience for both parties. Because what could have been was diffused with what is. Like you quickly kill that. And you know that in the first few minutes of conversation. So when he addressed you and you addressed him, you wouldn't have stayed there for hours if you didn't feel comfortable, if you didn't think it was going to be a productive conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I say that too quickly. Knowing you, had it been a contentious conversation, you may have stayed there longer because I know that you're comfortable in uncomfortable spots. And you still would have cited that as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't do that. But for the sake of argument, in this situation, what this gentleman did and what you did is a reflection of what we need to do more in society. You see, we're, we we pick up these devices and we're receiving information so much from other people that we know them before we have it before we have an exchange with that, having human exchange and dialogue can change the way people feel about entire groups of people. The same way reading a paragraph about a group of people can have that same impact. So if I allow you to read the paragraph about me and we never have an exchange, I did myself a disservice because I could have dispelled all those myths with just a small margin of engagement. So for me, what you posted and what you put out there was important because people don't engage enough. I mean, children, adults. uh, I mean, whether it's a child to an adult, adult to adult, or business to business. I mean, I I love phone calls. My clients call me. I have a phone call. We can resolve the situation in 30 seconds. I hang the phone up. It's over. Otherwise, we got 17 emails. We got 45 texts. I don't have that type of time in my day because you're not my only client. I could take 30 seconds and give you specific time and attention and engage in direct human interaction and we can resolve this. The scale that was supposed to be created by technology is diminished because we over leverage it a lot. And I'm a, you know, I'm a tech geek in some uh, respects, but we we definitely over leverage it in a lot of cases because the human element is eliminated. Nothing replaces that. We if that's the other you, thing that we get we get lost in it. We get lost in it, and people don't actually realize it is. You know, we are androids at this point. And not in the sense of you have an Android phone. We are Androids because, you know, if you look at majority of the people, especially when you go into a public setting where a lot of people, They're especially all on the their people devices. that are coming up, you know, they don't have social skills, so they don't know how to engage. And you got people out there that want to engage, and they can't because the person that they want to engage with is an Android. They're so engulfed mm-hmm. in, you know, the technology that is, and vice versa where people that, you know, are Androids may want to uh, engaged but they only know how to on a digital level and you know we got a lot of really? people that still analog some people don't even know what the hell analog is you know what i'm saying <laughs> no. but you know we come from a we you know and you know i shared something today to where you know we talk a lot about the generations and you know we got millennials and you know at one point we were considered millennials but now we are considered uh exennials or xennials just start with x um, because we were born into that, that period of time where we, you know, there was no internet and then there was internet. And in some cases, there was no computer. And now there, you know, and we grew we grew up and we were brought up into, we, we watched it change from what it was to what it is. And, you know, like I, I know, I, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 14 years old. So half my life almost was gone until I got my first cell phone. And my cell phone, my first cell phone, was nowhere near what I got in my hand now because as an entrepreneur I run my businesses off of my phone literally. I can be anywhere in the world and if I'm not next to my laptop, the convenience factor goes down a little bit, but I'm still able to handle business for the most part. Eighty percent of my business I do from my phone. And you know, but I know my first cell phone, I'll be damned if I thought I could do any of the shit I do I do now with a Nokia uh fifteen hundred. You feel me? You already playing know what snake, I'm talking about. I can, snake, I can play snake, and I can send you a text message up to a certain point. There wasn't no unlimited text. Come on with it. Man, look, I think And didn't you didn't me. pick that phone up until 9 o'clock because you knew what? better. Listen, 9 p.m. hit me. Don't call now me 9 one to be sure. I ain't got nothing but 200 minutes and 50 texts per month. Don't do none of that. Call me after 9. This is emergency. <laughs> <laughs> this is just to get in touch real quick. Otherwise, call me on my landline. Look, we ain't got time for that, boo. But that's the thing we all, we all, we all got to really understand, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, everybody really got to get to this point where we are, we're more open-minded, you know, and a lot of people are so closed off because of the sensationalism that is surrounding us. You know, like you said, the phone, you know, if you're so engulfed in your phone, you can't even see the person across the room giving you that eye. That you know that you may or may not right. get, that you may be attracted to. You can't catch that girl giving you the eye, you know, when you out because you're so engulfed in your phone. You can't catch that dude well, that giving you the eye because you're so go in your phone. You, you know, know what I'm well, as it relates as it relates to the phone deal. People man, overthink. You know, yeah, people overthink. And with that, this is what this is this is how. This is how I would like to kind of close out the uh, the after show, Doctor Lovin. Mm-hmm. Man, my brother, we yeah. we 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 have gotten to know each other on a on a very high level over the past few years. I've had the opportunity to meet your family and you mine. What is it or what was it that made you include? Because, dear folks, this is the First African American PhD in personal finance in the United States of America. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say that. Oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm more than happy to say. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it again for you for 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 backup for because you know it's 2019. Granted, right. you didn't get this in 2019, but. Dr. Ajamu Loving, PhD, is the first African American man to get a PhD in personal financial planning. It's 2019. In the United man, States. Man. In the yep. United States. You know and that's, saying? that's, that's critical, that's, man. That's, that's, that's historic, critical. That's monumental. That is worthy of, 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 of everything that comes with it. It, it demands respect. You know, I I re- I uh, neglected to post him as a Black History fact in February. Don't worry about it because I have but, already injected uh, the fact that Black History Month is going to be extended until about Wednesday that's right. of next week because February is 28 days. All the other months got 30, well, 31, so we got we got two. more well, we I would I would I would caution you to pick. I would I would caution you to pick back up in April because this is women's. Uh, History Month in in listen, March, and listen, you listen, don't want to be on the wrong listen, side of that. Listen, listen. I have said my now. piece. I'm gonna take my three days. Y'all can take three days <laughs> for the next month. It's 365 days. I have said I have said my piece, and I am done I'm done with not about, that part. I'm not part, about sir. I'm not about to interrupt and then pick up an addendum of Black History Month. Listen, we'll look, we'll we we'll, <laughs> we'll throw in one more, We'll throw Doctor. Loving in on the you know the addendum of Black History Month, and in 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 contrast, we'll find out who the first black female, you know, Ph.D. And what, 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 There isn't one? I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, that, there is. <laughs> Danielle Winchester, I believe, is the, the first uh, black, black female Shout Ph.D. She came after me but doc- Yeah, North Carolina A&T. Come oh, uh, mm-hmm. on. professor. She's mm. awesome people, man. Right. No, oh, hit, right there. You know, right there. From these morehouse houses we you, A&T. Come on. Man, i man that's gotta be thrown out there, man. Go ahead. And, it has to. And I, so, you know. So, Doctor Lemmy, I'm Leving, gonna I'm gonna sure. I wanna, I wanna, I definitely, I wanna come to him because I really wanna know. You, you talked about it earlier, uh, AJ, but I, I just wanna turn it over to him because our relationship is what it is, based on a lot of corporate things, and then we also developed a bond outside of that. And I thought it was very genuine. And we've talked business the entire time. You know, we we're careful not to overlap the corporate and the personal because obviously contracts and conflicts of interest and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But, man, we've talked, we've talked about partnering for as long as I can remember. Dr. Loving. we talked about a power circle and the level of trust what was it about our relationship that allowed you to port that into this one for just so the people on the line can hear it and maybe they can mimic some of those things and feel free to take it wherever you think it needs to go. all right. Well, so part of it, and I think this is the major part is okay. Yeah, we vibe and we were, but I vibe and I'm cool with a lot of people, man. I can, you know, I can, I can go with the flow with a lot of folks, but, when when we started talking about our families, right, and talking about um, our sincere hopes for people around us and not just us, see, you can really tell about a person, not just about, what they want for themselves and what things they want and how much they want to accomplish you'll find folks that always everybody got lofty goals in corporate situations and otherwise everybody wants to do well and you know make a decent amount of money and accomplish things and get promoted and all the rest of these things but do they do they care about um do they care about their their wife do they care about their their brothers and sisters. Do they care about their family? Do they care about you as the person across from them? And I think the one overarching thing, you know, this is this is what separates us from all other beings, um in this where all of the all other living, breathing entities. Like you see, um all all animals have this um in this inside of themselves, they have this whole let's prolong the species thing. But that's not love. That is that is a biological imperative to push things along, right? That's not love. God is love. And so we, you know, in, in my family, we always pray and we always read. So this is from First, first Corinthians 13, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful. Love is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail love bears all things regardless of what comes believes all things looking for the best in each other hopes all things remaining steadfast during difficult times endures all things without weakening love never fails and so what I perceived in you was real love and that's what I gave too and so trust and and all of these other things when we abide by God's principles for us in our lives and we treat people as they ought to be treated as more important than things, when, when we do that, then we can truly say now my state, right? Mm-hmm. And the God in me recognizes the God in you, mm-hmm. and man, we can move forward, and I don't have any reservations about working with you or doing for you or doing with you because I know you love me like I love you. That right there, that's it, man. That's it. And so to the extent, wherever your your perspective is coming from, whatever religion you're coming from, you can't deny the power of love. It's, it's pervasive in all of us, right? Whatever sexual orientation or whatever somebody done said from the pool pit about you, that that has nothing to do with the love that is universal that's out there for you. And to the people who are willing to embrace you, and to the people you are willing to embrace and show one another love, man, you can cross any chasm. Mm. And so for me, for me, and how I want to live my life. And one day when folks are standing over my uh, standing over my grave, I want people to say, man, that dude loved people. He treated people well. He respected folks. He worked hard, and he man, he 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 went far. But, man, he wasn't stomping on folks. Man, he built people up. Look at all the people who he built up. And if you can say that as you go through your business and all the things that you've done, all of the people who are extraordinarily wealthy have come up with something that has been of extraordinary service to the people who bought it. When you get to that place where you have that extraordinary thing that you can bring to people that changes their lives in an extraordinary way, it will be a very special, transformative thing to their lives and to your own. But you got to get your mind right first. Hey, get your mind do. right for you, sin, <laughs> And I'm a big <laughs> <high> hot undercover pill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That is, that is hey. not what I expected at all. Listen, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen my job my job here, Brethren, is to you know be that be that moderator and also that that you know that that gap between both of y'all and also the gap between you know what I'm saying anybody that don't understand because you know but we all we all of us have that quality honestly we all have both all you know all three of us have that quality to you know meet people where they are and accept people where they are because that's you know right. that's that's a huge that's a huge difference you can meet people where they are. And not necessarily accepting where they are, but we, we you know, us, we have the ability to do both at the same time. And that does a world of good versus, you know, just simply meeting people where they are. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I definitely want to, you know, extend my appreciation to both of you all for embarking on this journey, you know, with with me and vice versa. You know, we're, you know this is something that we're undertaking, especially with the schedules. We, we all have families and things, but this is something that we feel that is needed. Uh, and something that is warranted by, you know, this is, you know, it's it's a calling in a sense, you know, we, we ain't preachers, but we feel a need that we need to, you know, have these conversations in a very open way to, you know, help others that may not have a forum where they can go and express things. And that's something that, you know, especially with the way that Dr. Lovin just, you know, eloquently, you know, expressed his point is, you know, a very spiritual religious, you know, basis to all of this is where this is a calling to where we feel that it is needed and it's our job to do it. Because a lot of people, you know, not necessarily complain, but they want to point out, you know, issues and things of that nature. But they don't necessarily want to, you know, offer up solutions or be a part of that solution. They can just point out what's wrong. And there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of people that have the solutions don't, you know, don't know how to identify problems and vice versa. People that can identify problems don't know how to, you know, create solutions. So that, you know, that brings back to the point of collaboration you know where everybody has to work together because you got people that's really good at pointing out problems but they're not good at creating solutions. You got people that's really good at creating solutions and they're not good at pointing out problems. So, it, it, collaboration is the thing. The basis of human nature is that we have to collaborate and create community. We have to, you know, you know, create this this alliance of accountability and things of that nature, the power circles and the strategic partnerships. We have to even in the olden days when you had different tribes, the tribes met together and they traded. And they had each other's best interests at heart because they knew if the land was not providing for the people that farmed, then the ones who were going out doing providing the hunting, providing the clothing, then everybody failed. Because if they can't if they can't feed and be strong enough to go hunt, then they can't provide the 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 meat and the you know the skins for warmth for the winter and by you know all of those things. You know if if you look at the the, the real simple and the basics. Of real society and community, you know it has. We we have to rely on 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 collaboration. We have to, and we also and it has to be trust and accountability. Where it's like, hey, you ain't doing your part, and it's hindering me from doing my part. It's helping you, and we have to we have to we have to be unafraid to say that to each other and to express those feelings and those opinions. Like, look. And that's why this power circle that we have is, is, is good. I text these I text these guys on on the daily, on, you know, on, on the weekly, not maybe every single day, but at least once or twice a week I'm texting them saying, look, we need content, guys. And they know it and they'll attest to it. Like it has to be accountability, and I expect them to do the same for me. And it's competition, but it's not competition where I have to get ahead of you. It's competition where I'm saying I'm going to the next level, let's go together. So I'm saying, look, I'm putting right. out two videos this week. What you going to do? You put out one, let's go. If that's the one you put out, make it your best one. Catch up with me. I'm waiting for you at and, the next stop. And Arthur, I w- I would I want the people to understand that what you're really what you're really laying out is the understanding that it's progress over pride, right? Mm. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. So what you're laying out is progress over pride. You are trying to progress the group. And when I challenge you, I'm trying to, or I, when I challenge each of you, I'm trying to progress the group. Mm-hmm. You have to have an understanding as a group of men or a group of women or a group of friends, if it's intermingled, what the objective is. We three are clear on what our objectives are. We are about growth and we are about opportunity. But we're also about sharing that journey with our constituents, hence this platform. And so when we challenge each other, I don't take it personally. I'm like, damn, he did it on Monday morning? Damn, I got to get up and do it right now. And sometimes I get that text, at 515. I'm feeding my son as soon as I feed my son. I am in meditation about what it is I'm going to put out because I'm not a copy and paste type of guy. I I want things to be organic. Mm -hmm. So what I, and we've talked about organic growth versus this, uh, this phenomenon of buying likes followers or what have you. We've talked about that extensively. I don't want it. I want anything that way. Everything I want is organic all the relationships, all the best things in my life are organic, the best things. And it's not going to be that I want it. And so I really appreciate both of you, which I have not said on this call, but also appreciate the brothers that are part of the extension of our power circles. And I hope, you know, at a later date we can um, have them on or what have you. But I think it's very important that folks know that it's progress over pride. I put my pride aside. I I lay my ego down when I get on the phone with these gentlemen because they have something to offer. I also do the same in my business life, and I try to do it in my personal life. Falling short is something that we all do, but the more you can lay your ego down and your pride down and consider progress, the better off we'll be. As a collective on this call and as a collective – to the listeners and as a community, so folks, progress over pride. I love the way you put that. You you before a little bit ago, you just said um, you understand that everybody has something to offer, and I think that is a great way to end this and to you know to somewhere insert a challenge to everybody listening. Is if you want to start on this, you know this this journey. And, you know, this 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 growth to where you, you know, you can start meeting people where they are without judgment is always walk into a situation, understanding and realizing the fact that everybody has something to offer. Even people that you might consider your so-called enemy, people that might have ill will towards you, they have something to offer you that you can learn from that situation. If you walk into a dark room and everybody turns the lights on and there's knives in their hands and you don't have a knife, guess what you learn from that situation? Don't walk into a dark room no damn more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just putting, I'm just putting it real play. Like if you, can come from, if you can enter every situation from the standpoint of they have, everybody has something to offer me, it does you a way more world of good than the judging from the onset and missing out on the opportunity to learn something at all. I don't think everybody really caught that, so I, you know, I'll I end the there. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate both of y'all, like I said, and uh, we're gonna end this after show. Any any last words, Doctor Living? No, man, I think y'all said it all, brother. I think that uh, I'm just excited for what the future holds uh, for us and new topics. And I am here's the deal, man. Hey, folks out there, if you listen to the regular show, you listen to the after show. As AJ said, share, man, comment back, talk to mm. us about what you want to talk, talk about, man. Let us, let us talk to you. Let us be of service to you. You know that's that's the thing is that we we put the, we we bring these skills and we gather them up within ourselves and we share them with one another. Um, but let us know what you need so we can be of service to you too. Because that's how we're gonna be successful and that's how you're gonna be successful. Mm-hmm. So help us to help you. Bless, bless, bless! I guarantee you, we got a lot that we can offer you for free. I guarantee you, just like this conversation, we having this conversation for free. We charging. For paid too, but also. For- oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, 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 Everybody got to get their jackets, man. But look, it's nothing. It's nothing. You know what I'm saying? the side it's nothing for you to, you know, to comment and share something for us to give our insight and our opinion on something. You know, and if it and if and if it demands that attention that it needs to go to a contractual obligation or strategic partnership, what have you, then we'll we'll talk about that. But you know, what I'm saying this is just one of the forms of the you know the the, the freedom that we got about us. This is the calling that we all three have to where we can just you know we give this you know these opinions, these facts, this 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 forum for free. We ain't charging for this. I don't even you know what I'm saying. I ain't got time for it. You know, I ain't got time to charge out nine nine cent for this. Which I was buying the ring on in 2005. Go ahead, DJ, close it out. <laughs> Man, I I close it out like this. You know, number one, we're, we're we're grateful and we're appreciative of each other, but we're also appreciative of the opportunity and the platform that's afforded to speak to people who look like us, and also provide intelligence to those who may not necessarily look like us, but want to understand what it is we're going through. Diversity and inclusion is a major topic in all industries right now. Empowering women is something that we all need to get behind because when women do better, we all do better. And finally, we need to have these conversations because the absence of conversations is the presence of ignorance. And if we're going to move forward as a culture and as a people, it starts here, and it starts with us. So I'm very blessed and fortunate to share this platform with two humble servicemen and great brothers who really care about our culture, our people, but also the larger population at large. This is not an exclusionary conversation this is very inclusive in nature and our platform is one that should inspire encourage and engage i appreciate the platform we appreciate the time and with that aj i'll give it back to you man most definitely as always i appreciate my two brethren for joining me for the after show and for the main show y'all always follow like share comment reach out to us uh, stay tuned because we got a lot to grow and we want you to grow with us. That's why we're doing this at this point in time. Um, but as we close out, I just want to leave you. Hey, and a folks, 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 before we close out, help me welcome soon to be baby Avery <laughs> into the world. AJ and his wife are expecting yeah. their first child. their very, very precious baby girl. Baby Avery will be joining us in approximately two weeks and I cannot wait for him thank to you. join me all this journey. He's going to be a fantastic father. She's going to be a fantastic mother. And our village is going to support them tremendously. Thank you. Thank I, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The blessings and the love is always felt between, you know, this power circle and these strategic friendships and partnerships that we have. Uh, so with that being said, I definitely just want to leave y'all with the thoughts and the points. You know, start, start looking for the people that you want to include in your personal board of directors, focus on the power and the ability to progress, Make sure that everybody is dedicated to each other's success. If somebody is not a part of it, then they should not be a part of your power circle. Create your alliance of accountability. Do you want to be underrated or do you want to be unemployed? Yield to trust. Recognize that your enemy is your enemy. Deal with yourself first before you start inviting people in. Are you a part of a closed closed circuit? And birds of a feather flock together. I do a lot of rhyme and rhythm, you know what I'm saying? That's just my personality. And so y'all grow to know and love that as me and my brothers grow and love each other this has been the brethren after show and uh we love you all and uh progress is the goal good night